Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara. Thank you for joining me today. It has been um, a while since I've been here. I actually took both holiday weekends off, so it's been three weeks. And I hope that each and every one of you had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful holiday. Me, I went to Washington, the state of, um, to visit with my daughter and my grandchildren. Some of my grandchildren were there, and um, we were in the snow. Uh, Well, they were in the snow. (laughs) The snow was there. I could see it. Um, It was a really, really exciting time. It was a time to bond with family, and it was also a time to recognize how Every person is unique and special. So many times we get caught up in wanting things to be our way. And and certainly uh, there was some of that going on over the holiday. I'd like to think that I've become older and wiser enough not to become involved. I'll do it any way you want. You know, just tell me what you want me to do. And if I can't do it your way, that's fine. That's fine. You go ahead and do it, and I will relish it with you. I I will help as much as I can. It kind of reminded me of um, the way the world is going and the changes that we see around us. Of course, my children, my grandchildren are much younger than I am. And on some level, um, because my children were raised as, for a large portion, not their entire life, because... They weren't, but and besides which they were they liked meat, so they were meat eaters, but they were la- they were raised with a, a significant vegan component to their diet, and my youngest daughter would say, "Oh no, not toad food," and they would rush for the a one sauce. little did you know that a one can flavor tofu can flavor uh vegetarian vegetable pie they can put it on they could put it on anything rice. And uh, they did not feel so deprived. It was kind of a, a funny part of our life. But as I watch my daughter, she's a very precise cooker. She uses uh, recipes and she chops everything up very finely. And she has the finest implements. My gosh, I wish I had good knives. And um, I, mean, I didn't know that how bad mine were until I used hers. And uh, she and her partner... Um, they work very well together in the cooking arena. And he has special expectations and she has special expectations. And I realized as we're listening that some, as I was listening, excuse me, that some of my ways are old. They're just a way I did it. For instance, I think if you're doing Brussels sprouts, if you cook them a little longer, you get rid of the bitter quality to them, and you enrich and open up a sweetness in them. But they like theirs crunchy, so that's what they should aim for. And I will eat a few or as many as I want, depending upon how they taste to me. Uh, I've grown up in the uh, aluminum tinting a way of doing a turkey, and they were all going skiing, so I was the one left to do the turkey. And um, and he would have preferred his turkey be cooked in a 
bag of some sort. I don't even know what the bag is. I had never done it that way, and we didn't have any bags. And so we all had to kind of work ebb and flow and try to create um, just acceptance. And today's program is really about acceptance. It may not be labeled acceptance. In fact, I should what it is labeled. Um, excuse me for a second. We have these fancy uh, switchboards, but they don't show you everything in one screen. Maybe they could under a new computer, but I wouldn't know how to use it anyway because we've already established I'm old. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with who I am, and I'm okay with being older. I've lived a wonderful life. I have beautiful, successful children. I have beautiful grandchildren who are struggling to be successful. I heard a lot of people need to retire so we can have jobs while I was there um, over the holiday. I wasn't sure if they were talking to me. But anyway, none of them are lawyers, so I'm going to presume not. But it says, live a loving life for you. And... I know that's kind of a mass acceptance, isn't it? That's that's a really masked one. And that's what we're going to talk about is how living a loving life for yourself is going arises from accepting things as they are. We're going to spend a couple of moments uh connecting here one to the other. And we're going to listen to Anil's Beast of Thy Soul as a reminder that each and every person on this planet is not here by accident. And each and every person on this planet is a vital part of an overall whole picture. And together we can move things towards a more protective, loving, caring stance. Ending things such as we've raised our consciousness in the past about world hunger. Ending things such as a lack of medicine for all. Ending things uh, such as some people not paying their fair share. And, And raising the real specter, the real question, Do you have to have so much that you can't spend it all before you are at a place where you become socially conscious? And these are people we raise. These are our children we are raising. Some of you are young people. Uh, I'm amazed many times at the number of people who come in and listen to this message uh, in the archive mode. So, do we have? Is our has our society reached? Has capitalism thriven us? Has laissez-faire economic um, economy driven us to a place where all that people think about? who have accumulated, is accumulating more. Ooh, ouch. I went shopping yesterday, and I did accumulate some more. And I am trying to pull together some things to give away. But when we 
go through this program today, although I will be largely doing a monologue, and I do not have the chat on today. I apologize, but it is it is very, oh, maybe I do. I just don't see it. And hold on. I had to come back and see the uh, topic today. Let me get here. I do have the chat on, and you're welcome to come in, but please know with regard to the chat that uh, it's very difficult for me to do my monologue. I hope you know I'm smiling. And um, manage the music and do everything else and also chat. I am totally, totally respectful of the things that you young people can do. Those of you who are listening, I'm amazed at your being. There used to be this show my daughter kept correcting me, and I think I have it right, Crouching Dragon something tiger or lion. But anyway, and when we saw that show and everybody was like doing all of these amazing things, and I thought it was all staged. Now I see that young people can do those things. What a remarkable, remarkable growth we have had. Unfortunately, I'm not a young person. I would have established that. So I will see what you write uh, on the chat. Uh, I may not respond appropriately by typing something. I will try to bring it into the program. Uh, and I do thank you for joining me there. And and I want you to know that you are, are seen. And by the end of the show, if nothing else, before I will leave this computer, I will respond to your chat messages. If you want to call, now I know that's tough because so far, I even though I've been to Blog Talk University for the new studio and switchboard, I am not so great at figuring out how to get the callers on. But please, if you want to talk, call in 646-595-3584. And yes, this is a show led by someone who believes that there is more than just me. I um, I prefer to call that being God. You may call the being whatever word works for you. And if you don't believe in it, that doesn't mean that you aren't just as right to be here right now. Because there isn't any right way for living our lives except living them in a manner that serves us and is loving. It takes a tremendous, tremendous amount of strength in our society to be loving, caring people. So you can join this circle and you don't have to believe that there is a God above all God, above all things. You can believe that each one of us individually are a part of the concept of God. You can believe that what is important are the life choices that you make. And whether you are sharing and whether you are caring and whether you are respecting. Are you lifting people up or putting them down? We are going to join together in a circle that spans the entire globe. There are people from all around the world who listen. And there are spaces left for people who come in in the archival mode and we're all going to together join our consciousness so that we can begin changing the way people think in our world. It should never be okay to turn a blind eye to people around you. 
And I personally do not believe that very many people do good deeds just because they think God wants them to. I think they do good deeds because loving is our nature. As the Dalai Lama said, if it was our nature to kill each other, we would have killed each other long ago. Rather, my friends, it is our nature to love. It is our nature to take the high road. But when it's not modeled, when you don't see it, when it isn't a consistent part of your being, when you don't have a conscience and feel bad for your behavior, when there is no personal accountability, then we begin moving into a society such as we have become. And I don't think it's unique just to this country. Where what you have accumulated is as important as who you are. In fact, what you have accumulated is who you are. Rather than you are how you live. You are existing for yourself. You model for your children expectations about how they should live their lives. I modeled for my children while I was there with them. They're never too old to have reminders about who you expect them to be and to reawaken within them the values that you believed you instilled. But the bottom line is each one of us puts one foot in front of the other and makes life decisions for ourselves. Each one of us needs to focus on who we are individually. I try not to get too religious on you, but the bottom line is when Moses was going to bring the uh, people out for the exodus, God, as he knew God to be, told him to tell the people, you are sent by the great I am. Think about it. Now, as we're meditating in a moment, I would like you to focus on the idea of God's name. Repeat it aloud to yourself. Convince yourself. And then allow yourself to aspire to be not like someone else but instead to be the best person that you can be in your circumstance, accepting your circumstance rather than judging it. I have spent the last week, last few days, not week, listening to this huge, huge judgment 
trying not to listen, but it's impossible not to when everybody is worried, everybody is afraid. And why do we even accumulate? Because we're afraid. We're afraid we're not enough. We're afraid if we don't have this, people won't respect us. We're afraid of being left with nothing. We're afraid. And yet if we could all inspire within ourselves, giving, caring, and loving without fear, no one would have power over us. We would each be inspired to be our highest self. We would have a society driven by beings who are truly being and are their highest selves. Sounds fairy tale, maybe, but we have never tried it. Our consciousness today is going to be raising the consciousness of ourselves and others with these words. This is a new year. Everything else is done. There is nothing we can change. None of us are perfect. But we can have a fresh start. Give up the idea that people have power over us and are making us do things and live lives that are chosen by us to exemplify caring, loving, considerate, respectful, sharing behavior. We're going to create a mass consciousness of that and we're going to send that around our globe with the idea that being all that you are and can be in a loving way is respectful, is okay, is not something to be laughed at, is not something to denigrate with words, It is not something to take words that had great meaning when our country was formed, like liberal, which comes from liberate. It is something that can change the world. As we begin to empower individuals to believe that each and every one is important enough to make a difference. So we're going to listen to Anil's Be Still Thy Soul. And as we do that, I would like you to join with me in a meditative stance if you can. I'm sitting in a room that is full of things that I love and colors that I love. Uh, I call it my prayer room. But it also has a TV set there, which kind of takes it away. And then it has a computer there, which even takes it away more. But those are judgments, aren't they? So let's accept that I'm sitting right now in my prayer room. And in fact, I'll take a picture of it so we can use it in the future. And I I have a fountain going. It's a little bit of an odd one. It's a new modern type deal. But there's a fountain. I lit some incense before we began this. And I have established my place, my spot. 
This is the spot I go to when I'm not doing what I call walking meditation. I try to meditate all the time. I don't always succeed, but this is that spot. This is the place that I leave the residual energy from the last time that I joined my breath with God's breath and join my breath with your breath. I encourage you, uh, everybody's got their own way of meditating and there is no one right way. I do, I have learned over the years that long breaths help you get to a good place. And I have also learned that I got this from uh, Karate Kid Part 1, but back in the day when it was the the original, was three on, three off, three deep breaths in, three deep breaths out. And you will begin to experience a change in your consciousness. You will begin to feel something happening to you. For me, it's in a very electrical moment. I feel my my chakras lining up as my spine straightens. I feel the presence of an energy that is beyond me, around me. I cannot tell you what you will feel, but you will feel something different. I believe that, and I know that to be true. And if you don't feel it today, don't give up. Keep working on it. Keep trying because it is there waiting for you. It is there waiting for everyone on this planet. There is no being that does not have God near them. And there is no being on this planet that is not worthy of joining his or her breath with God's breath. I encourage you to pull that breath up through the soles of your feet. And the reason I encourage reacting as though your nose is in the soles of your feet is because it encourages long breathing. It's a long way from the soles of your feet to your lungs. It's not so far from your nose. That's probably biologically fine, but spiritually, spiritually, we want to expand our breathing power so that we can spend longer and longer and longer moments breathing with God. So you actually so your nose is in the soles of your feet and pull that breath up the front of your calves, up the front of your thighs, crossing over your buttocks till you get to your base chakra. And that is the zone of fear. It interests me that it's called the base chakra because fear is such a strong component in everything that everybody does on this planet. There are many people who live their lives doing what they do, not because it is the right thing to do, not because their nature expects them to do it, but because they are afraid if they don't do these things, they will be rejected by God. I am here to tell you no one is rejected by God. 
And if you can release the fear surrounding your behavior and just do it because it feels right to you. At that point in time, you will be liberated from expectations and you will become encased in love. That's not to say everyone is going to do this. I'm not naive. I know, unfortunately, there are some who feel good doing things that are very, very destructive of love and of society and of mankind. But if we don't join together, if we don't pull together this loving spirit, this fearless spirit that I'm describing, those people are going to win in the end. They don't all take hostages visually in rooms full of students. They also take hostages of our hearts, of our emotions, of our character. And we find ourselves shifting to try to please. And as you shift away from yourself, you surrender part of who you are. And you are here because the planet needs you exactly as you are. You become afraid you are not enough. So you're going to take, you're continuing your breath. It's going to go through the base chakra as fearless breath. You're then going to come to the to the sacral chakra, the zone of creativity, and you're going to begin creating in yourself the freedom to be all you are, the freedom to love, and we're sending this collectively. You are the freedom to be I am. And then you're going to come to the solar plexus, which is the healing zone. I am a healer. So as you pull this breath through today, I am fearless, I am creative, I am a healer. You're going to pull your breath up to your heart. Don't worry if you can't keep one breath through all this. Take in sips. I've been taking in sips since we began. As you come to your heart, I am love. I am love. Moving forward, carrying your fearless, creative, healing, loving breath up, you're going to come to your voice chakra, your throat chakra. The zone of harm. So much pain has been caused in our world by the words we choose to use. As you're in that zone, as you're pulling your fearless, creative, healing, loving energy up, Love first yourself. Forgive yourself the words that you have used that have caused others pain. And now forgive them for the words they have used to cause you pain. I am forgiving. I am kind. As you pull 
your fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, kind energy up, you're going to come to the third eye. I am a manifester. I can manifest what I choose to have in my life. And then, I am fearless, I am creative, I am healing, I am loving, I am forgiving and kind, I am manifesting, and now, pull your breath up, and as though you're lifting a baseball cap, I am connected, I am breathing with God. And then as you breathe out, I am enough. You can synchronize this with your own words as you please. And let us begin by using Anayal's Be Still Thy Soul.
Make each of us a source of light. And you know what? I think, and this is, most of this is my thinking anyway, or some people would say my opinions, but I really think that fear is of there not being enough is what is driving so much of the attitude that we see in our world. And frankly, there is a a group of people who have almost everything and the rest of us are sharing a miniscule portion and we're doing okay, so clearly there is enough because we've made it to today. We're here. Yeah, we made it. We've made it through all of the hardship. We have made it through all of the pain and suffering. We have made it through illness. We've made it through trauma. We've made it through joy. We're here. Right now, today, we are here. And there is a source of light in each of us. We learned it, for those of us who are Christian, we learned it if we went to vacation Bible school. I don't know that I get to call myself a Christian anymore because I think I have to believe that Christ is the one way. Uh, My uncle kind of made that point to me recently. So I guess, but who were raised as Christians, and I certainly think Christ is a great way if we would just follow it. I also think that Muhammad is a great way. I think that Buddha did wonderful things to help us remember to live in the moment, to accept things as they are, and to not embrace the negativity. As he was sitting there before that that pond and all of that, evil came up and faced him and he stayed calm because he didn't embrace it. And how often can we say that? How often can we say that we have not embraced the negativity? I don't know. I can't speak for you, but I know I do embrace it now and again. I truly, truly do, and I don't want to. But it is the fear. When I look back on those times, when I finally reach that place where I say, okay, what lesson is there in this for me? Because I don't want to go around like this. This is not who I choose to be. This is not reflecting the light that is within me. When I get to that place, I look and see at its core, my behavior has been driven by two things, fear and things not being the way I want them to be. And any one of them can be the supreme one, and generally they're both there, though. I am fearful everything is not going to work out my way. And yet, I said in vacation Bible school, I learned a song. I learned two songs to guide my life and to help me meet my expectations. Over the holidays, someone asked me, what if there isn't a God? Folks, that would not change who I am. It would not change me. The first song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine. 
let it shine. The second song. You gotta have faith, hope, and charity. That's the way to live successfully. How do I know? The Bible, the Quran, the Torah, the Dharmapada tells me so. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just be real good today. That is good. We're fearful we're not good. The Lord is right beside you. He or she'll guide you all the way. You're not alone. There is nothing separating us. But even if someone would run a newspaper banner headline tomorrow saying, there is no God that would not change who I am. Number one, I know there is a God because I have done that exercise of joining my breath with God for many, many, many years now, folks. And I know what I feel. I know the truth of my own feelings. No one can take those feelings away from me. No one can change me in that regard. And no one has power over me unless I give it to them. And when I find myself getting embroiled and listening to gossip and worrying and what is this, what is this, what is this, I'm not my happiest self. I'm not being productive and I'm not showing my light. But I'm not showing my light because I want God to love me. I know God does love me. There we go. I don't care what you call God, if you call God. I don't care. You are loved. When my mom died a year ago, she said something to me. Everybody in life has lots of names, you know. They have their first name, then their name has been shortened, and who knows, and they have a pet name. And then if they have a relationship, they're honey or babe or love or whatever. And I call everybody love. I call everybody love because that's what I want to be known as. I want to be. Not because I think I'm going to some big, bountiful heaven mansion. It's because this life right here, right now, has more value and has greater value for me because I love. I take the risk of love. And believe me, I think I have more peace. I think Buddha's right there. I have more peace than all of the defensiveness that we encounter. I truly believe that I do have more peace, but it is not because I expect some reward in heaven. It is because I choose to reflect who I am. So fear, huge, huge, huge. At the prelude at the beginning here, I talked about how I was with these young people and they were making jokes, but they weren't jokes about how it was time some of us retire so that they can have uh, jobs um, or advance in their jobs might be what the expectation is because um, I have, you know, I'm not going to get into details, but 
my daughter is very, very well employed and is very much advancing. And I see that, I see in her that loving, risk-taking nature, that willingness to listen, that self-evaluation. I see that in her and I respect that she has acquired those skills. And our family is very, very much a, um, I don't know the usage word for dogs, so maybe I'll use it for families too, a Heinz 57 family. So I have grandchildren who are uh, Caucasian and Chinese, and I have a grandchild who is, uh, I, I don't know, because these are like two Caucasian groups, but one of them is certainly put down a lot, and that's the Latinos. And I have a granddaughter who is a Latina and uh, and my daughter, and we're white. So I guess that's the deal. It's brown and white. And it's beautiful. It is truly beautiful. But do you know while I was there hearing from the mouths of these Hybrid people, <laughs> I don't know what word to say, from a, things that were like making distinctions and adopting white supremacist, in my mind, type attitudes. White is not better. I've always lived my life white. I mean, I've always had blue eyes. I haven't always had brown hair. I just have black hair or blonde hair. I just have black hair, but then age does that to you. But I've always lived this life this way. So I'm going to accept that, you know, that I am who I am. And um, I've never lived it as someone else. But I know this. I will not sit quietly by and allow my family members to forget who they are. People coming across the border into this country from other, whether it's from China or whether it's from Mexico, are not the reason we don't have jobs. We don't have jobs because technology is taking away the base level of jobs. Oops, that's not very spiritual discussion, is it? But the reality is that is the reality, my friends. And so we're going to have to all join our consciousness and using that creative power of I am that, send out solutions, let our minds move towards solutions, not denigrating behavior, especially, my gosh, when you're denigrating yourselves. To me, what I saw with my grandchildren was identical to what I see in society as a whole. When God's name was announced, To Moses, he did not say, I am the Jews. When God made himself known to Muhammad, he did not say, I am the Muslims. I am the Islamic faith. 
He said, I am. Say it out loud, folks. I am. So when we talk negatively about other human beings, and we do all on occasion, we are talking negatively about ourselves the very same way my Chinese granddaughter is talking negatively about those who may not have had the life benefits that she had because she's a mixture. Or the same way my Latina granddaughter who talks negatively about having for Thanksgiving Latin foods. It's a judgment. And we're judging ourselves while not spending very much time introspectively looking at ourselves and evaluating our own behavior. We spend countless hours judging how others do not measure up to some fictional abstract standard and do not spend much time looking at ourselves. I have a friend. He calls himself an American Mexican. I really, really love that friend. And I I value our friendship immensely. And I, you know, it's just like one of those ones where you just think, you know, he's a good guy. I see him periodically doing things for people. He's told me things he does for people. He is a good, good man. But he has to make the distinction about what his a portion his uh, his genetic structure is because somehow that makes him better than a Mexican American. But he's part of the whole deal. We're all part of the whole deal. We all are the whole deal. I am So we're going to do a collective group now. Hopefully you had a few moments where you were able to join your breath with the breath of God. And now we're going to all join together. And as we do that, and we're going to do it with, uh, I'm looking here now, um, I should make these choices before I apologize. Uh, We're just going to use Kobayaka's Pathless Journey. I know it's probably getting old, but we're going to use Kobayaka's Pathless Journey as we join together. And I'm going to lead this meditation this time. Not because I don't think that you can lead your meditation yourself, but because I want us to all come to a place where we are embracing our commonality We are raising our consciousness and we are sending out a message to all, to all around the world who listen to this program that each and every listener is enough, that each and every listener is who he or she is supposed to be and each and every listener is loved, uniquely loved. Could you imagine the world if everyone believed 
they were loved. If everyone felt secure in that, what kinds of things take away that sense of being loved? Not having enough food, not having adequate shelter, not having any clothing, not having any shoes, not having the basic medical attention, not having the basics of life, period. That is a very good proving ground to create people who believe that they are not worthy of those things. Let me tell you, folks, I grew up in that world, and I am here to tell you I am worthy. I am loved. That's not to say that I don't sometimes get sidetracked into the minutia, the judgment, the feelings of inadequacy that are caused by people. But the reality is, we are all enough. And no one has the power to make us be different than we are unless we choose to give them power over us. I dare to suggest the only power that should be over any of us is the collective consciousness of love. So let us do, now that I've talked some more, I warned you at the beginning, this is a bit of a monologue. I'm going to find a shorter piece. Here we go. Even as I'm looking, I am burning up time. Here we go. Sea of Tranquility by Suspiria Electrica. And I will talk, if you could just get into a comfortable position. Sea of Tranquility. That is what living a loving life gives you, the tranquility of peace. As you pull in your first breath, first breath, coming up your calves, your thighs, crossing over and pulling that fearless breath in. I am fearless. I am creative. I am healing. I am loving. Pulling it up, I am kind and forgiving. Very, very brave people. I am manifesting. And for now, I'm going to have you stay in the manifestation zone for a few minutes. As you go through your breathing, pause there each time. Opening your baseball cap, your crown chakra. I am connected with God as I know God to be. Reach out your dominant hand and take the God hand of God as you know God to be. Feel the energy of God holding your hand back and know that God is always there to do that. You are never alone. You are always all one. Jesus reminded us we are of the body 
and the body is one. Holding your hand with God as you know God to be. Knowing that connection that flows between you and God. I like to call God love. Knowing that unique connection. Remembering that we are the body. You know all about your body. There's no smart, small part of your body that you are not aware of. Breathe out. I am out. And feel your body energized from holding the hand of God as you know God to be. Reach out now your other hand and take the hand of a fellow listener, God so that we begin to form a circle of thousands of people that encircles the world. Human being, God. Human being, God. In all the permutations. And together we are all one. Breathing in. Fearless. Creative. Healing. Loving. Forgiving kind and manifesting love. And now, as you bring in your second breath, feel the presence of God all around you and feel the power of this circle. As we begin to manifest, we begin to send out thoughts of equality, of love, reminders, Start with love, and together let's empower the feeling of love around this planet, going into every nook and cranny. No being is not touched, no being is untouched by this feeling of love. They may brush it away, they may ignore it but it is there and it has caught their attention. Together, let us form this common thought of love going around the planet, filling people's hearts, touching, surprising people. Some are looking aghast. Some are just smiling and relaxing in the presence of this God-driven love. Breathing in. Manifesting love around this planet. Shut your eyes. And as you do so, envision the planet beginning to pulsate with this feeling of love that we are sharing with others. Raised consciousness as we are lifting others up and reminding them that all that they need is within them. That they are vessels of love 
we want to begin envisioning a world that is a softer world. A world where persons of age could retire and leave jobs for the young and hardy. And correctly, as I was reminded, making jobs for the young and hardy. Where people can call one another love without being looked at as gifts. Where we can be proud of all of our Where there is no faith that is superior. Where there is no one going without school. Let us send that energy around this planet, inspiring others. And let the light within them shine. I encourage you to keep your hand in the hand of God today, to not let it go, to stay in the circle even when this program ends. To stay a part of love. To believe in love and to believe in yourself. You are enough. And to accept that you can be enough even if other people make choices that may not be consistent with your choice. Be a light in the midst of the darkness. See more in others than they are showing you. And thank you for joining me this week. Next week, we're going to talk about suffering. Between now and then, keep your hand in the hand. of love. You are enough. You are valued. You are loved. I salute your inner divinity by saying namaste. Peace be with you now. And always, until next week, we'll be at 9 o'clock next week. Namaste. You are uniquely created, divinely inspired, my friends. <laughs>